we here with the the first. What's well, not the first ever, but the first in the new revamped format. YMD R R and B. Actually, it's just a fireside. I don't know. I'm tripping. I'm gonna get the intro down, but um, <laughs> uh, I'm your host, I guess, Tony Drifter, um, Tone, whatever you want to call me, and I got Kiana Brooks on. You got a, like a stage name that we should know. I just I don't want to. No, on my podcast, I'm like your girl Kiana B, but you can okay. just call me Kiana for real. <laughs> okay, all right, cool. We'll call you Kiana, but you know, we, when you get the t-shirts printed, you know, what I'm saying we'll we'll have the whole. Yeah, I got yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So you know, um, a little background on why I'm here today. I just enjoy having good conversations with cool people. Um, we I don't think we really got to know each other like in college, um, but we was there around yeah. the same time. I guess I found your social media and um, I just appreciate some of your takes, uh, the music stuff, you know what I'm saying? So I thought it'd be a smooth, <laughs> of course, of course, um, heard your podcast. I like that. Um, so I thought it'd be a smooth opportunity to, you know, build both of our brands, talk more and just have a vibe. So um, let me let you introduce yourself, you know, what you <laughs> want the world to know about you and all that. Wait, that was already introduction enough, but thank you. You sure? Um, you, I'm sure you got some gems, you know what I'm saying? Some some little, <laughs> some fun facts, you know? All right. Um, but yeah, hi, everyone. Mm. I'm Kiana. Um, I'm a senior at American University, the school that we both met each other at. Um, I'm double majoring in communication studies and women, gender, and sexuality studies. But outside okay. of my school stuff, I'm from a Baltimorean through and through. And like you said, I'm an avid lover of R&B, and I like to talk about music all the time. So I figured, why not put it in a podcast? So um, that's why I'm here today. I feel like to, you know, have a fruitful conversation about what what's cooking in the R&B scene today. So Ooh, okay, I like the language. Okay, I hear it. Yeah, that's <laughs> gang gang on communications. I didn't finish at AU, but I feel right. like I spent a long time yeah. there. So I damn near I might yeah. have to run them for a degree just. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know people at AU, I feel like that's honorary enough. Like facts. I feel like I know a lot of people at Howard too, so I probably have an honorary Howard degree too, but don't let them know that. Don't let For them sure. Know. Nah, cause they be I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go on Howard right now. Like it's been a long time. <laughs> you know, the uh the dust is set. No, I'm just kidding. Um so nah. okay. <laughs> um, okay, but so you from B more. Um, can you tell me about what it was like growing up in Baltimore. Like, you don't got to go super in-depth, but, you know, yeah. whatever you feel like, you know. Well, <laughs> that's actually a funny question because I'm from Baltimore, but I was seven and I, like, lived in the city and then I moved to the county when I was, like, six. But then when I turned seven, I moved to Texas. So mm. I lived in Texas for about four years and then I moved <laughs> to South Carolina for five months. Uh, so I'm Southern, too. Like, I got some roots in the South. I have got a lot of family in the South, too. But my family is from both, like most of my family, the family that I keep in touch with is from Baltimore. So when we moved back, when we left South Carolina, my mom was, oh my gosh, that was like such a day. My mom was like, we're moving back. It was like the middle of the school year. We're like, what? Like Baltimore? <laughs> Out of all places? <laughs> um, but um, we lived in the city for a little bit. We lived with some family until um, we got an apartment on our own. And we lived in the county for pretty much most of our education, but we always had like a lot of family in the city. So we were spending weekends in the city. Um, and then we graduated high school. My mom moved back to the city. So I've been pretty much that when I'm not in DC, even though that's where I live now, I'm spending all my time in West Baltimore, which is like, I don't know. Everyone is always, I'm always hearing stuff like, oh, Baltimore, this, Baltimore, that. But Baltimore has always been home to me. 
One thing I never heard growing up was the accent until I got to college. And people like, stay two. Two? What are you talking about? I say that normally. <laughs> like, but, um, yeah, that was like, I don't know, Baltimore, even though I lived in Texas, which is home to me too, Baltimore is where I got my character. Baltimore is where I, like, I, I basically learned who I was, um, learned my creative roots, learned what I liked, what I didn't like, who were my best friends at the end of the day. That's where most of my best friends still come from. So, yeah, Baltimore's always gonna be home. I feel that. Yeah, and I'm I'm happy for some positive Baltimore representation because I feel yeah. like I feel like people, you know, they they like to get their jokes off. I mean, they do. Chicago, and yeah, it's really it's really because people don't know. People got one image of Baltimore, whether it be the Facts. wire or what you see on TikTok. It's like it's not all like that. And it's people. For I mean, sure. it's like every city, though. Honestly, of course. I mean, you know, being from Milwaukee, like. It's, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm aware, you know, people don't be like, talking about Milwaukee on a daily <laughs> basis. Um, so, you know, <laughs> no, nah, the East Coast is like really humbled me um, with that. But I got to I'm repping my mm. bucks, you know, always. Um, okay. But okay. yeah, you know, you know, I always got to do that one. But, you know, I feel that like there's so much more to these places we come from. Um, and mm-hmm. shit, I've been gone from Milwaukee before I came back in 2020 for like eight years. So. That was a big gap in time, Um, but you still have Mm -hmm. that, you know, that memory um, and that community. That that, you always know, yeah. Facts. They they the ones who care about you at the end of the day. Like, I mean, for the most part. At the end of the day, facts. So that's what's up. Okay. I got a follow up on the Baltimore question. Do you think? And actually, all the questions, all the all these places you've been, like, okay, so because we got Texas, we got South Carolina, so that's a lot of different sounds. Yeah, um, different, so, different. Yeah, and so I'm sure that influenced your choices in music and what you was hearing because you mm-hmm. said, how long did you live in, like, what years, age-wise, did you live in Texas? Um, wow, Sacramento? so in Texas, it was, gosh, I moved back to Baltimore in 2010, so okay. we lived in South Carolina pretty much the early half of 2010, so from 2009 to 2000. And six or yeah pretty much okay, I, I was like second grade to fourth grade okay. okay all right so that's and then so you spent most of your teenage years in baltimore then too yeah i grew okay. up in baltimore okay got you yeah because there's there's a there's a difference you know what i'm saying there's definitely a difference um yeah. okay um all right cool so yeah what what was you what was you listening to like and no matter it don't have to be r&b it can be you know whatever yeah no um so in Baltimore, actually. So my grandfather is, uh, I don't know how familiar you are with Baltimore music, but we have this thing called Baltimore club music. Okay. And my grandfather and grandmother went to school with like one of the most popular DJs in Baltimore, DJ Kenny K. Um, so even to this day, they're getting CD mixes. Like we have a stack of CD mixes, like probably at this point, like 300. I'm not even exaggerating. But um, every Sunday, my grandfather is playing one of these mixes, whether it be like the R&B mix or the hot and sexy mix or the hip hop club mix or the Baltimore dance mix. Like it's all these different mixes and all these different mashups of songs. So that's the probably the one thing I do love about Baltimore music, even though you might not get the full song, the way that they mash it up. It doesn't even matter because you're getting to the, the best part of the next song. So it's like, OK, you know, you forgot that they are. They didn't even get to that part of the song. Um, so that's Baltimore. Um, but in Texas, my mom, uh, you remember when CD players used to have like five CDs? 
Um, you like, talking you about the, put, like, the tower, the tower CD players? No, like in the car when the radios, you could put like five or three CDs and one. Yeah, car. and it would it would shift between the the three. Yeah, 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 yeah. that was cold. Yeah, we had a little stereo that did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my mom had one of those in her car, and um, she was. I mean, obviously she was a driver, so she was the she was the um mastermind for the music. So yeah. it was three CDs she always kept in rotation. Fergie's Fergie Delicious. Okay. Michael Jackson's Off the Wall, and then the first Black IP album, which I can't remember the name of, but like those the OG, were three of the albums that probably like characterized. Sorry, no, sorry, it, it was a delay. I said the OG uh, Black IPs album. Oh yeah, yeah, it froze yeah, up a yeah. little bit. My fault. Yeah, no, it's all good. But yeah, no OG like old old black eyed peas type like the black eyed peas not even good no more but <laughs> not at all but yeah so those and then also my mom was a big pop music uh listener outside of like you know the average charlie wilson d'angelo she loved pop music so we were always listening to the pop radio so like Haley williams and and paramore became big early in my life and um so did uh bruno mars like Chris Brown, like those radio artists, like the radio be kind of became a staple in our life. So like anything that was being played on the radio definitely became a part of like, even today would I probably play. That's what's up. That's cold. Okay. That's cool. Um, definitely was vibing with a lot of those choices, um, as a young kid myself. Yeah. So, um, I respect it. Um, <laughs> cool. Cool. Was cool. Yeah. I'll go ahead. I'm sorry. Mama has some good choices. Got you. No, I'm saying my mama has some good choices in music. I would not have been good. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, no, my um my early introduction to music, a lot of gospel, but a lot of R and B and soul. A lot of mm. you know, like classics, you know what I'm saying? So it was um Yeah. It was always it, I mean, it's always interesting because like for me, I found like hip hop later in my teenage years mm -hmm. like i would just download you know this was then we still had like you know torrents and shit like you know people weren't fully using oh, spotify yeah. <laughs> yeah like that was when i was like a, a yeah. sophomore junior in high school so i just download like discographies and everything like literally whatever mm -hmm. hip i just went on the internet and whatever hip-hop artists i found so my google play got shit from 1976 or like you know to like <laughs> 2000 to, uh yeah. you know 12 you know like it was just all kinds wow, of shit you know dang. so yeah but no, i um, miss that era of music when you could that's why i still probably now to this day download full albums just because of that era of having to download all the album off of like band wire or something like that facts give your computer aids in the process every time bro i'm sorry that, no. that's just, but, <laughs> uh, but but um okay cool 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 came in a little smoother <laughs> um all right so we back um we had some technical difficulties <laughs> that we had to work out but you know it's it's all good um cool so we was chatting about our musical influences and growing up and things like that so Let's get to the the topic of the hour, um, which is who's running R and B right now. Um, mm. But actually, I, I kind of jumped the gun. I was so excited about the topic. <laughs> I like um, we got we got a bunch of questions. So, um, so real quick, um, mm -hmm. why do you love R and B? It's like tell us oh, more about wow. that. Um, yeah. So when you was talking about gospel, that was even something like I thought about. Like gospel probably also influenced like how much I love R and B too. Just 
by their own voices and the candor. Like I love Kirk Franklin growing up. I love like Marvin Sapp growing up. Um, like, cause my mom was like, even though it wasn't like, even when I was younger, even though I would like protest, like, why are we listening to gospel on Sundays? My mom was like, no, it's Sundays. We're listening to our gospel. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but my mom also like when she would play her music and also because we moved so much, we were road trip. We never flew. Like we never, we almost rarely took a plane. So she, our road trip playlist used to have to be on stack. So, like, we were always listening to R&B music. And because of my mom, it's probably the reason why I love so many. It's probably the reason why I've even gravitated to R&B now and stuck with it. Because I, so much of what I listened to was influenced by what she was listening to. And even talking to or listening to what a lot of these artists say their influences are. They're like Charlie Wilson, Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson. Like, these are all people I was listening to as well when I was growing up and it's crazy that I'm 21 years old saying this where I have people that are, you know, 25, 26, 27 saying the same thing, but you know, other 21, 20 year olds, probably not so much, but I'm definitely grateful for having my mom put me on to all that music. Like, mwah, chef kiss. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Definitely. I feel like, um, I got to agree pretty heavily because my mom, my mom was a little bit of older mom. So she had me at like 35. Mm -hmm. So like, um, the songs that she listened to, you know, in her teenage years, like we had a mm -hmm. station called Jam and 98.3. And so like, that was, sometimes I get her to put on radio Disney, but that was, that was it. You know what I'm saying? It was mostly Jam and 98.3, <laughs> Luther Vandross, you know what I'm saying? Um, Stevie, of yeah. course, Lauren Hill. What's funny. I, I've heard the yeah. miseducation of Lauren Hill so many times and didn't mm. know it was Lauren Hill until I got to college. What? Like was like, Oh, that's, that's Lauren Hill. I didn't even know. I was like, I just like, didn't know I was singing these songs doing it. And they were like, you ain't heard this. I was like, Oh, this, yeah, I heard this every day. What you mean? But the music just played. It wasn't like, Oh, yeah. this is this, you know what I'm saying? Never so, um, the music. you just heard it. You knew like Saturday morning, you heard the gospel, you heard the soul, you knew you, you was cleaning. You knew that it was, <laughs> right. I you heard the music. The quiet storm. So anytime she put that quiet storm on, it was it was that sultry, sexy, deep R and B yeah. like that back in the day R and B music. Like you already knew what type you were. You already knew what kind of energy you were kind of coming into. Like the quiet storm. Like yeah. they already oh, yeah. set the ambiance for you. That, that's some sexy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Um, like being like seven years old, <laughs> hearing them whisper in my ear, like, okay, <laughs> nah, wait, <laughs> uh, not whispering in your ear. That's crazy. Okay, no, that's funny. That's real. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely, I forgot. Yeah, we had this dude Michael Hightower, and he was, um, mm. you know, that that smooth, sexy voice or whatever. But mm -hmm. no, I mean, that's definitely influenced my own musical journey. Like, I always, mm -hmm. I feel like for me what's fun about making music is that although these are parts of me, there's also a fantasy I'm living. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's mm -hmm. also like a person that I'm portraying, uh, yeah. who I sometimes feel like I am, you know, but yeah. sometimes I'm just, you know, talking that talk, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just bullshit. It. You're able to do that through music. Like so much of that is being able to communicate yourself, whether it not be you right now, the person that you want to be or the, the, the person that you're trying to like, you know, embody. You can do that, whether it's writing music, playing music or listening to music. 
Facts. And sometimes you're telling your stories, you're telling other people's stories. Mm-hmm. You you like the vessel, you know. Um mm-hmm. and so I you know, I love R and B as a as a genre because like I feel like like you said, you know, there's this there's a texture to to the music. Mm-hmm. Um and it's rooted in experience, you know, it's rooted in like real raw feelings. Not that like hip hop mm-hmm. can't do that or pop music don't got those rock, you know, like Every genre of music, yeah. in my opinion, is beautiful. But R&B is just something that's so... And it's so black. It's so inherently black to me. Mm-hmm. At least, like, that's what I think. Like, I feel like there are some really, you know, great non-black R&B singers. But mm-hmm. it, it's just, you know, it feels so... So, so I don't know. It's just, it just it still feels like a black genre. I mean, honestly, and it was, like, thinking about, like, the history of music, it was the box that they put us in, like, rhythm and blues. Like, that was the music that we were, like, you know, that was the music that they said we were allowed to make, basically. So the fact that even to this day, we've been able to put R&B in spaces like hip-hop, put R&B in spaces like pop, and, like, you know, take over, basically, different avenues and be able to have our own R&B stations, have people be able to talk primarily about R&B. Like, it's special, and it means something to our people and our culture. So, you know, I think it's, I think R&B is really, really important, especially for black people. Like, and it is the experiences that like, as black people, we relate to, like, you can't always relate to hip hop. You can't always relate to pop, but you can relate to kissing somebody, you know, you can relate to yeah. doing this, you can relate to doing that. So. Facts. Facts. No, for sure. And that's, that's very real. I really appreciate yeah. you explaining that that way. Cause I think, even even before you experience romance, you understand romance, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I feel it? facts like you. Our whole idea romance is built off of what we see and experience, mm-hmm. like in our lives. Like when I was younger, like I went to all boys boarding school. So when I got mm-hmm. to college, my romantic stuff was all based off of shit I seen on TV or yeah. kind of heard through the grapevine. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it wasn't inherently to me. I had to relearn and recontextualize mm-hmm. whatever way that happened. Like, and so I think, but some of those things were rooted, the ideas I had were rooted in, you know, the, the crooning and, and you know, the, mm-hmm. the whispering sweet nothings and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? That, oh my God. That old school shit. <laughs> you know what I'm um, and as I got, I was like, all right, yeah, don't got to be this dramatic, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I think yeah. the drama and the tension in Rome in R and B is, is something that's very palpable. Like it's very, like you can get in your back cause mm-hmm. you can think about the time where that shit happened and you was, feeling somebody or you know um so yeah yeah for sure cool um all right so my next question for you um i have a few mm-hmm. errors that i listed um yeah I so i want to know yeah i want to yeah i want to i want to see what, what what your justification for this too is because i'm a yeah. i'm a i don't have a, a, a definitive answer myself so yeah um, the, but oh let me okay what's the best error for r&b Hmm. I'm like thinking like, cause I first like era in terms of, I was looking at like it, how you described it. And I was like, well, so many of these people are like coming back into these, like coming into New York soul now, like coming into like these different types that you had listed. So I'm going to do like, like era in terms of years, but like nineties, okay. the early 2000, where it was like 
typically romantic, very like, I guess like the stereotype of R&B, like you could understand, like there was a staple to R&B at that time. Maybe before, not so much because R&B was still trying to find his groove after like Motown, after like, you know, after Michael Jackson blew up, like his sound kind of changed from the Motown era as well. And he changed R&B for the, for the better as well. Um, and then like Neo Soul, I think like of um, Flowetry, um, Lauren Hill, Sade, like, um, but that romantic male, like Tyrese ripping his shirt off in the water, like, I don't know, I just <laughs> love the visuals for that time period, like, I love when there was uh, emphasis or like a priority on like, not just the song itself, but the music video that they were going to put out with it, and like, you could tell, like, even like you, like we were saying, like, even if you hadn't been in love before, you've seen love, or you you understood what they were singing about because they were visualizing it for you. Like, even if you had not experienced it yourself, because I didn't even start dating until I got to college. Like that was something like, it was just like, eh. but I was, I was watching rom-coms. I was watching TV shows. So like music videos for me was definitely a nut. Oh my gosh. Like Nicki Minaj's Lo- your love, even though it's not like an R and B song, like, like music videos like that, that like prioritize like the storyline, like I got, I grasped too. So that, that typical stereotype R and B, 90s, 2000s. Yep, sign me up. <laughs> that's what's up. No, I see. That's kind of that's kind of my answer too. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't want to. I, I want to keep it. You know, give some some other perspectives. I guess because yeah, I don't. Okay. You know, what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> so I feel like. Um, but I'm not gonna lie to you. New R and B. There's some standouts, yeah. but it's very. It's very um I can't think of a word, but it feels very uniform at a lot of times. Like, you know, like I think I like what's coming out, but mm-hmm. I think I think we're just in like a too cool era. You know what I'm saying? Everybody yeah. wanna be too cool. And like um kinda in a rut, just a little bit. Yeah, like we got some hope. We got some cause I don't wanna get into that yet, just yet, because yeah. I already got some names in my head, yeah. but um <laughs> But I feel like, yeah, I, I miss the real, like, eight, you know, repeating ver- verses of the same, like, you know, like, harmonies. Of, I miss I miss the male R&B groups. I miss the women R&B groups. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I think yeah. facts like S- SWV, uh, uh, TLC, you know That's what I'm saying? Even though they kind of, yeah, <laughs> you know, um. You know, just and even some of like the early two thousands who kind of moved into this new era. You know, like the Sierras, mm-hmm. and you know when mm-hmm. Beyonce was a little more R and B. Even though I feel like she always was mm-hmm. kind of a pop person, just who just yeah. was retrofitted into the R and B category. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I think as R and B converged with um, more, more with hip hop uh, and became. And the two, you know, became more similar and adjacent. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, we're kind of in a minimalist era production wise. So mm. we kind of miss out, you know, on the orchestral, you know, the drum that, you know, do, 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 like, you know, yeah. boys to men type shit. Yeah. Like the, the spectacle No violin no more. We're not hearing actual Facts. instruments no more. Like it's just 808s and beats. Like, ugh. Yeah. Facts. Facts. And, and I, you know, like. I would love to be, you know, busting out sonatas on a piano, but like I'm not there yet. So like, you know what I'm saying? So I got to get these tight beats off. Yeah. But um, 
but you know it is hard to find that's i mean that's kind of what i try to do with my music but you know it doesn't always work but like you know you try to recapture some of that like the mm-hmm. energy, you know, that that little bounce, that funk, like D'Angelo, yeah. like he one of my favorites, and he's yeah. one of the goats of all time, but Definitely. his shit always had that, you know, that kick to it, that bounce, mm-hmm. that that swagger in it that wasn't just like, yeah, I'm cool, I'm, I'm gonna whisper mm-hmm. this shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? He was like, you know, so that's what I miss. I miss the swagger of it. I know? agree. Yeah, I feel like some of these new people, I agree, like some of them, like it's okay to have the arrogance, but like back in the day, like it wasn't like arrogance in the type of like, um, I'm better than you or you should already be with me because I'm that nigga. Like, no, it was like, why, baby, come, come on. Like, you know, I'm putting it down. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, that arrogance <laughs> is more so from a, it was more so from a place of like, I need the security with you. Nowadays, it's like, man, I don't really need you anyway, but if you want to come through, you can come through. It's like, ooh. I mean, dang, that, but you know I'm coming. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm a beater, but you could have been nice you about it. You said it a little nicer. Like, <laughs> See, but y'all got y'all to gotta stop, stop allowing it. To, that's, that's, no. no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, <laughs> something about that, actually. Like, I saw it. Um, he made, like, an article. He was like, ladies, like, if y'all want these men to stop calling y'all bitches, stop dancing to the music that they putting out. And honestly, that's facts. Like, that's, I mean, not to say that Neo, I mean, Neo had his little thing where he was doing the same thing. So, but oh, that's, real, that's real though. Like if, if we have an issue with that, then we have to stop normalizing it. Like it's not okay. For sure. And I, I feel like, you know, you know, as far as you saying like shit, like bitches and hoes and shit, like, I feel mm-hmm. like I learned over the years. I adapted in, in different ways, like, you know, mm-hmm. as a man, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you start seeing, hearing niggas say that shit, so you just like, okay, I mean, it's, it's I'm, normal, I'm yeah. Gonna, yeah, I'm gonna say it, you know, but it was never, like, something that I was raised hearing and shit like that, like, especially mm-hmm. in the music. And so finding a way to like, I mean, it might slip into a song. I'm not gonna pretend like it's, it's like, yeah. I'm like the holiest person into still, but right. You know, like, it's, it, and it is what it is, you know, like, but I feel like the intention behind some of how we use certain things, like, mm-hmm. um, is important. And, you know, like, I'm definitely not like, like, man, we got to take responsibility for our actions as well. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to sit mm-hmm. here and be like, oh, y'all shouldn't dance to it. I mean, like, sometimes I should be hitting. Like, I'm not going to lie. But right. like, you know. <laughs> You're right. Just like we shouldn't be but, dancing to it. Y'all just shouldn't be making it. We blank, period. <laughs> Facts, you, you know. Gotta, I um, feel like there's balances with some of that stuff that you can take. You know, I feel like, like you said, it's it's all well rounded. As long as it's well rounded, like if you just throwing it in really nilly, just saying it just because, like you have no intention. It's just all, in, just all for impact sake. Then, eh. that's that's not the art form. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the yeah. art, and that's what I think really is. It's like you know the art form is kind of lost on like a lot of mm-hmm. folks you know what i'm saying and, and music in general because i think even okay i'm cheating a little bit because i'm jumping no. to the next topic early but <laughs> no, um actually ahead. actually that was a perfect transition low-key because i didn't even see i wrote that note down so hey good for okay um but you know one of my favorite persons right now um who is very toxic um, but one of my role models as a, mm. a musician is Brent Fias because Brent Fias <laughs> finds ways oh, to say yeah. toxic yeah. ass shit, <laughs> but it's mm-hmm. very, but it's eloquent. It's very, you know, um, 
it's Makes smooth. It. You listen, you like, damn. Right? I'm like, man, he really <laughs> saying some horrible shit right now. But man, I no. I kind of want to be him. Like, I'm like, what is <laughs> So I think uh, <laughs> um I think that that's like definitely a um, oh, so you know who there's an art to it. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, you know who definitely does the same thing, but came out probably like a little bit earlier. People probably won't give him the props for it, but party next door. Like I remember being like in high school listening to party next door, be like, okay, like this be slap, but you want to do what? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> just what? Like, but he was always like, he's probably one of like coming into like my teenage years. Like he was probably like my favorite. I think that era was like all R and B or like emo R and B. I guess is what they call it or. Mm. Or like stripping down, I don't know. They call it like different names for it, but that like club music that you know you're gonna hit at the strip club. It was yeah. <laughs> that vibe, yeah. No, I feel like um party next door. I just wish he could have got more consistent. You know, he never really yeah, got to that place. Really, yeah, never really made it that far. I think but some people are writers, um, and some people are producers, and some people are like there's a whole, you know, ex- extra layer of stardom. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I okay, agree. so. He was a good writer, especially for Drake. I know Drake probably was happy when he secured him. Definitely. Oh, yeah, that was a, <laughs> that was all-time, like, like come totally. up on, on Drake's part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, so let's um let's get into it because I already spoiled the fun a little bit. So let's, but I had women first, so I want to say, and so the person who actually I slid your DMs for this whole interview to start was this person, um, and Jasmine Sullivan. So I'm gonna just put her out there, even though that might be one of yours. Facts. Oh, and and should have had it on lock for like, which is hilarious yeah. to say, probably the last twenty years, bro. Should have mm-hmm. had that shit on lock for twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um. Wow. Amazing yeah, I talent. I remember Let It Burn probably came out when I was still in elementary school or something. Like, I remember listening to that on the radio. Facts. Bust the windows out your car. That uh, shit was oh at least what, like 07 Lions, something. Tigers. I don't know. Lions, Tigers, and Bears went platinum in my mama's car. I swear to you. I swear to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's a, that's funny. <laughs> um, um, yeah, no, yeah, Jasmine Sullivan killing the game. Shout out to her. Um, even though she's probably not gonna see this for a minute, it's gonna blow up one day, but she's yeah, not gonna see this for now. But shout out, out. yeah. Strong and steady. She got this. Facts. Facts. Um okay, so who who do you have for, for the women running R and B right now? So you know, this I'm just gonna not even this is not my person, but I'm gonna just say her name just to get her out there. But you know, Summer Walker, she did her little thing with her two her two albums. Okay. She did her thing with over and still over it. She definitely did. But I Great have timing. my eye on Chloe and Happy right now. Um mm. I know like they still doing their own single things right now, but um they had one of the best albums on the pandemic and the fact that, you know, because they took their separate careers at like towards the end of what's going on right now, they didn't really have a chance to like establish themselves in like high, high places as a duo. But like, I'm kind of, I'm excited for the future for them. Like I still feel, I still feel like music is in the future for like them as a, as a duo. And like, I think that whatever project they decide to put out next, especially if it's after the little mermaid movie, 
it's gonna blow up like it's gonna get grammys it's gonna get like the it's gonna get the attention that they deserve because like they didn't even get to go on tour for either of their albums so i don't know i'm definitely keeping my eyes on them two girls um chloe's doing her thing right now but i know when holly starts making her music making her way back to the scene it'll be the bee's knees <laughs> no i feel you i got i i got stuck in um Chloe and Hallie, Hallie and Chloe, which, whichever one. I, you know, you got to switch it up sometimes. Give them both some love. Yeah. Um, um, okay, I, I fuck with that. I, I think, so my thoughts on uh, Chloe and Hallie are that they are very talented. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did enjoy their last project. I did. I even liked, I didn't think I'd like it, but I was in the car um, driving and I just heard mm-hmm. Have Mercy and I didn't feel like changing. And I was like, okay, oh, all right, no, all right. Yeah. I see, I see, I see, I see the, the vision. I see the vibe. Yeah, I was like, all right, I ain't see, I only heard the, the little hook on social media. I was like, all right, I, I, I can get into this. Um, so um, I just feel like I just feel like sometimes, like, okay, this this might sound weird, but I feel like their their shit is too angelic. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'll be like, this shit is too heavenly for me. Like, it's, it's like vocally, like that's what. And I think because both of their projects were st- like they hadn't like you know that was their sound. And I feel like now, yeah. you know, they're, so, they're being mentored by Beyonce. They're both kind of trying to figure out their own lanes of, like, what they want to express. So I think, like, letting them have that time to do that will help them figure out their strong suits as a duo. Because you're right. like most, sure. most of the he- heavenly sound, though, in their music came from Holly because she had this really sweet, soft, like, heavenly voice. That's what got her the project. That's literally what got her the Little Mermaid For project. Sure. But I think... Chloe also playing around with her deeper kind of sultry voice and getting more into like the like the modern I guess idea of what R&B is like it's probably going to take their music it's probably going to elevate their music to a different level um it might not be what it used to be it might be a different project and I do see that a lot now in artists is like changing up their sounds after their first or second album like um it's really frequent nowadays actually like we might have defined them as one thing. They would not have defined themselves by the second project or the third project. Um, so I'm excited for their future. Even if they decide to do solo projects and, you know, maybe maybe that might be the best for them too. Like, I, I'm just going to keep my eyes on them too. Yeah, no, I, I think you have great points. And um, that's a, a good analysis of, of them. Because I feel like... Um, I feel like everything you pointed out is something that, like, I might not have been able to say directly from my own mind but it's like thoughts that Mm -hmm. as i'm listening they all manifest so um for Mm -hmm. sure um okay so another person i want to just show love to because i feel like the industry does her dirty is tiana taylor um i like everything she does to be truthful yeah Um, her projects hit my brother is a big big fan of her so it turned into me being a big fan of her but all her projects mm -hmm. like they this this industry definitely sleeps on her yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, she's not. I can't say she's running it right now, uh, and she's mm-hmm. even saying she's not doing it no more. But yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm big on underappreciated artists. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, same. I really enjoy, uh, you know, those gems who are not because mm-hmm. you know we all know the the role that you know colorism plays in the industry. We all know, like, you know, different, um, and just we're kind of in this airy sound. No, no shit. Cause I like Georgia Smith. I like LMA. Mm. Like I like artists like that. Like, yeah, but cool, yeah. F- for them to be the face of R and B, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. Like it's not hitting like the way 
some of these other artists are hitting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, and, and it's even industry plan. Not 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 to say that facts. they're not great, but it's like, yeah, because I, I was actually put this on my list too because I didn't want to. You know, she already got a lot of attention, but her like mm-hmm. she's my favorite industry plant. No lie, like she. Oh, hers, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hers is cold. It's definitely cold. Yeah, but definitely. But definitely in the same kind of bracket is like a little too you know some of her music is just a little too airy or just too like kind of not too clean yeah we're like is really not like that like or it hasn't been like that or it it wasn't like that my interpretation of it wasn't like that yeah i i definitely see her as talent and enjoy her music Mm -hmm. um but it is times where it's kind of like you're not catching me where I where I think you might have thought you caught me. Like, you know, and that that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like it don't gotta be perfect, but um the things that she stands out at, she stands out pretty like she shines pretty like her mm-hmm. live performances are always amazing. Amazing, um, yeah. So, you know, shout out to to her, She's obviously. Doing her thing. She's doing her thing. <laughs> facts, facts. Um, the other person I wanna talk about in the current era for women is Kaylani because I feel like she be doing her thing. Like she now she came up and I will definitely say from her mixtape eras to now, like mm. her music and her sound has definitely defined. Like I feel like and her like you can definitely hear how her music has changed too. Like she kind of came up in that SoundCloud mixtape era just like the rest of them and and now she's like oh, oh my god that last project was like shoot it was amazing like i could not stop listening to it it was uh this uh i think the song she had with lucky days like i can't think of the name right now but that song it was like on repeat for weeks for me like on repeat <laughs> like she is her talent and you can hear it in her music and her writing has changed a lot and grown a lot too so i'm definitely giving that girl props for sure especially all she's gone through outside of making music and stuff you know people been kind of just People can the internet gives people too much power to feel like they have you mm-hmm. know, say or control over people. Like, and I get that people should have a voice, but I feel like so many people don't learn how to not just be like dickheads, like on the internet. Like, and I don't know, like if there's mm-hmm. there's a way to like you know curb that. But I, I just I feel for it's why I don't necessarily look at like success as being famous because like who wants. A, a million random mm-hmm. motherfuckers telling you suck every Agreed. fucking day. Like, yeah, it's, it's right. too much. Oh my God. Um, Cause it's like, I remember that. Yeah. I remember like when some celebrity, I don't remember off the top of my head, but some celebrity was saying like, you know, as we see all, you know, everybody puts the nice comments all the time, but it's those three or four mean comments that you might see that really tank yourself. So like, don't even give it energy. Don't give it time. So for Kalani to like, you know, be doing her thing, still not paying it any mind, and also raising a beautiful baby, like uh, I love that for Facts. her. I love Facts. that for them. Facts. Um. So I got a few more, but I don't want to rush through it. I just their names are popping in my head, and I'm yeah. like, all right, let me make sure I give. Um, Nao is my is my vibe. Love her. Mm-hmm. Um, Underrated, very underrated. Really underrated. Um, I think her last project wasn't... Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think her her last project wasn't up to the standard that she had set in previous Mm -hmm. projects. But I think that I've never heard a bad project by her at all. I'm going to say, I have that project of hers where it's like... 
where she put River, I think River was like a single that probably was like the last single of hers I heard, but that was probably like last mm. year sometime when she actually did a virtual okay, yeah. show for a year or something. Yeah, that was really cool, actually. That was oh, great. That's cool. Um, yes, yeah, she was that was like really nice. Um, she did like a singing bowl and everything for us. Um, but um, yeah, she actually is really underrated. I wish more people would give her that like time of day and that you know that attention, but I also think she runs in the same kind of like maybe like the same music genre or sound as like Chloe and Haley, where it might be too airy and heavily for most people. But shoot, not for me. I'm going to sure. eat that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just cold. I love it. I love it. Especially when I'm in my bag and I'm sad. I'm like, yeah, let me throw some, some, some NAO on. Um, all right. Uh, probably probably the biggest person right now in R&B, I have to say SZA. Like, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like she kind of running shit right now. Yeah, she is. And honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. I I cannot listen to SZA no more. I can't. It's just like... Ooh, it's, that's a hot take. Everywhere. I know. It's just... I personally am like... Yeah. <laughs> um, if, I, if, if I tend not to download songs that's like on the radio or that like I hear all the time, just because I already hear it. Mm. Like, ah. Uh, you know, Facts. but TikTok will run a song in the ground so quick. Not not to say oh that God. it's a bad thing it's necessarily. Horrible. Yeah, but already, you know, like um control was such like, you know, it was such an instrumental album when I was like in high school. But now like to continuously just hear the songs chopped up and the the in pieces, it's like, oh man, I can't hear this no more. Um You just I made like me feel song, old and shit. Um, um, what was the song she just put out that was on TikTok that they like forced her to put out? Um, it was oh, like, I hate Is you. it the I hate you? If yeah. You, I, that, that one? That yeah, was that cool. One. That was cool. But I, I want her to get back in her. Um, I know she's not, she's probably not as sad, obviously. Of course not. But I want her to get back in that control Facts. bag. I mean, I feel like, you know, one thing about, and even though this isn't RB, I feel like TDE. Um, takes a lot of time to make sure mm. their albums are like amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have mm-hmm. another TDE made of hers who's like probably like one of my favorites right now. But I don't think I think she gonna get she gonna the sequel is gonna be very strong. I don't oh. know if it's gonna be better than the original, but I think yeah. it'll be very great. I hope so. Because if these I are the Lucy, so. of these, course they're taking their time. Facts, yeah, like. If the if the throwaway hits are smashes, then like mm-hmm. at least I have, and I'm not a huge huge scissor fan. Like I love I love control, mm-hmm. like, but I just yeah, it's cool. Like she's cool, like she's great great music. But no, um, I'm, excited I'm excited for that. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what she comes out with next. Like, and I know that you know she, all these girlies been like, oh the project's coming, the project's coming. Man, I'll I'll see it when <laughs> I see it. <laughs> They want that tour money. That's that's a thing. Right, exactly. Hey, hey. Um, speaking of TDE, even though she's not an R and B girly, I want to give some attention to Dochi. She's on TDE. She's a smaller artist. She's been like, um, she's a hip hop artist, rap artist that she's been touring with, like Isaiah Rashad and SZA when they did their little thing. Um, she's mm-hmm. like, wow, her bars are insane. Like, I think that girl's gonna go far. I, I but you know, like you said, colorism does its thing. And you know, people got their optics and stuff, but that girl's gonna go right. far. I can't wait to see where her career takes her. I'm gonna definitely check it, check her out, definitely. and listen to shit. Give, give you my and thoughts. And shit. 
I think the one song that was popular by hers is um, Yucky Blucky Fruitcake. Something like that. <laughs> okay. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Um, okay, cool. Uh, there's Okay, there was somebody else that I was like, you're going to hate yourself or not. Oh, no. Like, yeah. Um, but I don't know. Do you have any other R&B women? While I think uh, of my last. You know, that's kind of underrated. I really want to give this duo Van Jess like some attention. I love Van Jess so much. Yes. They're, they're yeah, a vibe. They're a great, like, they're a vibe. And I love their projects. Their Honey Wheat was like, Honey Wheat's been like a song on repeat for me for, by them. But yeah, you know, so many R like so many R&B women are really taking the like taking charge in this industry. And they're changing the dynamic. Like, you know, I feel like that was the one thing about 90s and 2000s. Like, we really were only meant to, li- like, we really only had the males to listen to, honestly. Like, they were the ones that would narrow, like, they were the ones that was taking charge. But now we really feel yeah. like the women are taking charge. Like, the women are getting their stories, their narratives. Like, Jasmine Sullivan's, like, the idea behind Hotels is amazing. Like, the have the tales in between each song. Like, to give a Great physical concept. narrative to songs, like I love that idea. And I, I, I like, I, I really enjoyed it. Like you know, I be on my feminist shit, doing what I can. Like you know what I'm saying. But you know, it's not, <laughs> it's, it's not like the lived experience. You know what I'm saying. So I really felt like mm-hmm. as that kind of like as somebody who at least tries um, to you know mm-hmm. advocate and learn and educate myself on that shit, like it was really refreshing hearing those stories and kind of like what mm-hmm. the thoughts are, because, you know, society tends to orient itself towards the male perspective. Like we all know this. And so mm-hmm. um, being able to reclaim those stories in a way that was engaging. Like I, I was in Ghana um, in October for a, a mm-hmm. photography trip and was Dang. like, could it, yeah, it was cool. Um, and so I you just said that so nonchalant. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I so because I be posting pictures, I just assume people pay attention. So I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I was doing that. Like it don't, but it was a cool, dope opportunity. I'm not just, oh yeah, bro. I just was out here. No, um, my family's from there too, so that's that's kind of cool. that connection. But, um, but the point of that, um, was more about Jasmine Sullivan's album, with just like that was the only thing I could download in certain oh, places. So I just would just had title on, just listening to that shit, and I was like, wow, this is a cold ass project so yeah um i figured out who I, I i oh yeah um ari lennox is the is one of the mm, people yep who i have mixed feelings on i i agree i agree and but I, oh, my microphone fell over uh-oh i agree <laughs> but you know i will say this i understand her stance on wanting to leave the industry for not getting the attention that she was so rightfully deserves. Um, but it's also interesting to me because I learned some, I, I'm in this class this semester called musical industries and culture. And I actually learned mm. something interest, interesting about like the radio industry is that the radio doesn't pay the people to play their music. The end the record label pays the radio to play the song. Right. So mm. knowing that and like knowing that one of her biggest, like one of her most popular songs is on the radio, it's kind of like, dang, like even if when the industry was still pushing her, she still didn't really get the attention that she deserved. Um, so I definitely you know, but you know, I, I, I do think that her sound might not just be for everyone, but shoot, I, I don't know. I, I do think like she and her features 
always bang. So, I I think, um, and this might be because of what the industry does to people, you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So, um, but I think that she kind of has Wale syndrome, um, to me and it's, and it's okay. (laughs) Where they're, she's really talented. Um, and, and I, and Mm -hmm. I can appreciate the fact that she's frustrated about things. Um, but it's Mm -hmm. like the complaints kind of makes you like, and and, and like, it's fucked up. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'll be like, people sleep on me all the time. So I'm not saying she's wrong, but it's a part of the game, I guess. And so I think that like, that might have some of what it is to do with it. Cause it's not that I root against Ari Lennox, but I don't always root for her. And I think that like how you, how your narrative shapes itself out can affect Mm. your success. And that, and that doesn't necessarily mean that she's the only person who's doing that or like, Mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of people highlight the negative aspects of her complaints or Mm -hmm. her, her, you know, her things. And like that, paints her in a frame that makes her but i i think i think that's a part of it but i also do think that her music is very specific like it's very mm-hmm. like it's, it's a specific sound very soulful very you know mm-hmm. a lot of character very rich sounds yeah and and that's not what's banging in the club so like you know it, 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 it's it's the numbers. It's a numbers game a lot of ways, yeah. like good, bad, or otherwise, you know? And I think it's mad interesting that you des- you describe this as, like, the Wale syndrome because, I mean, they're both from DMV, too, right? And the DMV, yeah, has, yeah. Kind of, the DMV has its own kind of popularity, in a sense. Like, it's like the South. It's like L.A. Mm-hmm. Like, if you bang in, in the big DMV, like, you're going to feel like you bang everywhere, right? Especially if yeah. you're in these L.A. industry, people looking at you, saying, let's sign you, let's sign you. So, you making it from the East Coast to the West Coast, you, you like you said, you feel like you're going to feel some type of way that, like, I just did all this for this, and I'm still not getting that attention. And, and, but, like you said, the industry is built like that. Like, the industry is built to to basically screw their artists over and like that's the name of the game but in the same breath where it might not be the most helpful to her brand i think it's the most i think it it helps to at least open our eyes to like okay this is what i mean some there's still younger people learning about the industry not all of them are hip to the fact that like the industry are ranking their artists dry they're making them work like workhorses but not paying them so i think to some sense like with the help of social media She's being able to start conversations where, like, yeah, these artists are really getting gypped at the end of the day. These really talented, are, like, she's signed to the same label as um, she's on Dreamville, you know. So these really yeah, talented sure. artists are are getting signed to these good labels, but not getting shit from them. Why? When they're and their top, top, top artists are making the money, but it's basically like they. They need the top artists to make the money so they can basically play around with the smaller artists. Like, but they know who the money maker. They know who the money maker is. Like, come on. (laughs) It's it's a top down system, and and Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. So, and I think that's a that's a great point. I think, um, like I said, that's something that I I wanted to be careful about. How I hold on, I'm trying to get this 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 audio. I feel like it's (laughs) um, but like um. I feel like, you know, but you make a really great point. Um, I'm happy that, cause I, you know, I, I want to be like a artist. I want to be in the industry, but mm-hmm. what I've learned from, from my journey is that the ancillary shit is really what's going to start you getting you the exposure, but also giving mm-hmm. you the money, you know what I'm saying? You're mm-hmm. not going to get money 
from the contract. And I luckily and unluckily found out at a very young age. So it was like, oh, yeah, like, they'll mm-hmm. fuck you over. So, like, I'm like 10, 11. Somebody tell me this. I'm like, oh, all right. So don't trust the industry. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, but there are a lot of people who you see $300,000 advance. Um, you don't know what the point system is. You don't know that, mm-hmm. you know, the average royalty that artists get after they pay back their loan is like a 16 to 18%. Yeah. Um, imagine making a song. I'm going to say you still got to pay and, half the people back. <laughs> and then you get, then you get 16% for the rest of your life of a song you mm-hmm. made. It's, it's crazy. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I get it. And it's like the machine is dope. If you was popping, if you, mm-hmm. if you're a Doja cat, you know, you know what I'm saying? If you are somebody who is extremely marketable, um and you know can do that like you're gonna get hella shit but even them they're not getting like their hands not getting hit the way they getting their money off of endorsements off of yeah off of brand deals that's why you see all these crypto scams because artists not making money (laughs) from that that contract so they gotta get their piece of this this shit right they're doing Um, it all the other ways they can because think about it most of the time Although, like, while artists are making music probably 90% of the time, 100% of that music, no, let me not. 99.9% of that music does not come out. Like, it just doesn't. So, like, they're not, while they might be in the studio and making the music, got to wait for it to be rendered, they're not getting paid for none of that. They're not getting paid until the sales are actually going out. They're not getting paid until they, you know, the albums sell out and stuff like that. But they concert tours sell out. But, yeah. And that's that's what people, you know, um, whoever does end up watching this, like, if you in the industry, think about that. Like, you not mm-hmm. like my I'll, I'll say my sauce right now. I'm trying to start my clothing line. I'm trying to start, um, you mm-hmm. know, my YouTube content, you know, and just build up from there and then have the leverage because and that's not easy to do. I'm not saying that like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm going to just do that next year. But like, yeah. <laughs> I, I got a blueprint, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it, it's really bullshit and if you don't come to play with some money with some with some people with some numbers mm-hmm. um, of people who are ready to invest in you as a fan group who are already hey i got a hundred thousand tiktok followers fifty thousand of them listen to me every month mm-hmm. you go if you have and talent ain't even really what they're looking for no more especially mm-hmm. and you know we in a whole different i'm gonna say that's a whole different of the conversation, conversation but you know look but look, we could get maybe we have to do a follow up, but we could get into yeah. it, like you know what I'm saying, like because because that's the industry as a whole. Because yeah, there's so nah. much to talk about just in that with the whole like, um, yeah, I, I don't even want to go <laughs> much further into that. I'll let you. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so let's let's is there any any last just anybody I missed before I, I any, anybody who's low key. On the women's side, on the um, you know, I have two people that's kind of low key on the women's side. Um, a Maria, I've been listening to her yeah. music through like day one indie Apple Music playlist or something. But I found her; she's kind of in that same sound as Umi, and um, oh, I didn't mention her. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna say this next. But um, same sound as Umi, Kaloli Haley, um, Cash Page doing her thing, doing her oh, thing. Oh yeah, um, yeah, love Cash Page. We, we don't give her, her props, but she is also one of those people to me is just kind of like, she lets her music kind of speak for her. She don't really speak. She don't do too much talking. Like, um, her presence isn't about her social media presence. It's more about her music. 
Um, and she's also another artist that does a lot of great features. Um, she's cool. And then um, sure. Alex Isley of Isley Brother fame. Um, I think she's like, she's the daughter of one of them. Um, her and Jack Dine, amazing duo. Iconic duo. Every track they put okay. out is on repeat. So, um, yeah, Alex Isley and Jack Dine, keep doing y'all thing. I hope y'all stay <laughs> friends forever. Please stay in touch because y'all are really, really doing some some crazy things. I'm gonna definitely have to get into that too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you gonna have to just text me a list of whatever. These yeah, people, okay. You know what I'm saying? You. And I, I, okay. I actually right. got this like playlist going on right now because I tried to do this last year of like making a playlist every month, but my my and my attention span it didn't work out. So this <laughs> yeah, year that. I'm just gonna do all my 2022 favorites. So whether that just be like songs I heard this year, songs like even though they came out last year, songs I heard for the first time this year, or songs that I'm just like really really feeling this year. Yeah, I, so I could send that to you too. But yeah, for sure, please, and I, I'll send whatever. I'm, yes, I'm, you know, saying we we gonna we gonna build it up. We gonna right. I'm gonna, um, I always like to steal new music. I mean, um, I always like to listen to new music. <laughs> <laughs> still, no, literally. <laughs> oh yeah, I found this one. This is a. I don't even know where I found, heard this one. No, um, okay, I have a few. <laughs> I got a few more people that I want to show some love to. Um, okay real quick um so victoria monet had a great project last yes. year oh um amazing uh justine sky um mm-hmm. kylie uchi has been doing okay, her thing she be doing her thing snow's last album was kind of mid but overall she be yeah. doing her thing project but i haven't really heard too much from her recently okay that's fair. Um, and then Sid, the kid, gotta show love to Sid because she yep, be putting out the vibes, be putting out the vibes every time. So hey, she's been like, um, pretty much as long as like Tyler and Frank Ocean, but like you know, she's pretty much the same. Like she's been on the same kind of level in terms of like her fame or notoriety, even though her music just is constantly getting better. Constantly. Facts. The internet as a whole is like it's yeah. a, a gift to to all of us. Like, like you um, said, a gift. Yeah, Steve Lacey. Like, come on. Like, oh, my God. oh yeah. um, amazing guitarist. Okay. Um, so let's get to the to the boys to the men. Let's see what's uh. I'm gonna let well, you go. I'm gonna let you run this one. My, I'm not gonna lie. I got two. I got two people. Three people actually, because the second two people are the group. But you know, Lucky Day definitely doing his thing. I mentioned him earlier, mm-hmm. and the fact Coming that he even got a co-sign for Music Soul Child at that versus like that made my heart soar. Like when I first heard um <laughs> over um when I first heard that song, I was like, okay, this is this is like, first of all, like Music Soul Child. Like he how he get this sample. Um, but to get the coastline, like all right, that, that to me, like it basically was a signal that like, even the old heads are like, you know, kind of ushering him into this industry. Um, and believe it or not, AU actually did a virtual, con- well, you know, uh, we did a virtual concert with him. Um, and, uh, first of all, amazing performer, like goaded, like I, I convinced my mom, we're going to go see him in DC live. Like that's how goaded, um, but even getting a chance to interview him and talk to him, like he's just like down to earth and like his roots and where he comes from is really influenced through his music. A lot of what he used to listen to is influenced through his music. Like his musical inspiration was like Three Stacks, like Charlie Wilson and stuff like that. So 
just all around, like, you know, just all, like, his music speaks for the person that he is. So, like, I really connected to that. Um, I love when, like, your brand is your art, basically. Like, mm. yes. Um, and then the other people doing their thing right now is Silk Sonic, Bruno, and Anderson Pack. Like, they are mm. actually, like, they're bringing back that Motown sound of R&B. And I love that. Like, they're actually doing their thing. I had an interesting, either I had an interesting conversation or I was listening to a podcast. I don't be knowing. I'll be mm, talking to people that you don't much remember. Anymore, so, um, <laughs> I can't remember. I, I smoke too much. I don't. I don't represent no more. Um, but what, <laughs> wherever I heard this, they were saying, "I like the sound. I do, and I did. I loved. I like mm. Anderson Pack. He's on my list of people. Bruno been killing the game. Um." But I feel no. I was listening to a podcast. Okay, I remember now. Um, mm. It felt it was a good one. It felt like I was there in a the room. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but they were like saying how they kind of want to get to the sound of like this era and like that was new and was going to mm. progress. And and so I do mm-hmm. love what they doing. And because um, they even talk about the weekend's last project, even though he's not really, he hasn't been R and B, and he was never really R and B. But yeah, he's um, pop kind of. Yeah, but he did that whole last Dawn FM, great project. I love the concept, mm-hmm. enjoyed it. Um, but kind of like once again that eighty synth pop, which I love. I really enjoyed that whole sound and like the pop yeah. star aesthetic. But um. Yeah, that's the only thing with it. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of just like, I like it, but been there, done. What that. do y'all got? What do y'all got? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I know y'all can make that sound sexy and dope and amazing. It did, but let's, yeah, what's that new new? That is, I will say though, for Anderson Pack, that's not really his thing, but that is Bruno yeah. Mars's thing. Like, that's always been Bruno's thing. Like, he's never really been. Uh, it's more about bringing the old to the new. Like his thing mm-hmm. has always been like about bringing, bringing a sound that he grew up to to like a new audience. It's never really been about revamping it. So I do, I do like your point on that. Um, I don't know. I think, I think that's the one thing I do like about it though, because it's like mm-hmm. they're not in a sense trying to. Well, this project in a sense wasn't here to like change r&b forever you know they were basically paying yeah. homage to the era that you know the era i think who was the the narrator for that album i can't remember oh booty collins was it him yeah 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 Bootsy Collins. yeah, yeah. like so. they were basically paying homage to that era like um and that's why maybe if it was a full album i probably would have felt the same way because there there were two mm. songs where the ends i'm just like click <laughs> But I do love, <laughs> yeah. um, I do love the first half of that project. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think it was great to me. Um, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. That that's that's fair, and I, I g- agree. I don't. I don't want this to be a six on the Kate session. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. all love. But you know. Um, Okay, so let me see. Who who else do I have? So I already said my shout out Brent. Um mm-hmm. my guy Sir is just is it just makes the Sir, waviest fucking okay. music. And his brother, D Smoke, okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. D Smoke is cold. Okay, like cold. talented. I didn't man. know they were brothers. Yep. They're yep. brothers? Yep. That that's they, not fair. They <laughs> 
and their mom is actually a famous singer too like um i don't remember if you did did you ever watch his tiny desk um no i, I did but it was mm. like when was it when it was a uh, while ago I think right it was like right before the pandemic or something actually because they were still in yeah, the computer that... space but his mom was singing and i think his brother was singing too with them Fun fact, I actually have been to the NPR Tiny Desk space. And when I was my last year at AU, I was supposed to go because our teacher was like, if you want to go to a Tiny Desk, just let me know. So I was supposed to go to one, but then the fucking, you know, pandemic happened. But but there's a, I don't know if I have it on my IG now, but there's a picture of me like at the NPR, like Tiny Desk. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's, wow. it's, it looks different than you because it's not, you know, usually it doesn't usually yeah. have like the setup the way it is, but it was cool. Uh, yeah. Cool going to. I'd love to work for NPR like for just like a year. Like, you know Dang. what I'm saying? That just, would be so cool. Like, I would love to love. I, I also like, I like being growing up on the radio. I just feel like even though people say radio is dead, I just have a love for like the the audio of radio, like the sound, being able to basically visualize. Like, I don't know, the thing with what, with video is, like, you get to see what's there, right? But with audio, you kind of have to mm-hmm. make up your own fantasy of what's there. I like I like the role-playing or, like, the being able to create my own story of, like, what the person might look like. Like, I was telling my friends this, like, oh, we didn't even mention, like, you know, Sam Smith, you know, he did his thing for a little bit. Yeah, and yeah, the he was, game. yeah, he's cool. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Um, well, not really, but, but first, are they? Is he they? No. Oh, day. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say when I first... No, it's all good. I forgot. Yeah, I'm going to say nowadays, uh, I forget when when people say, um, uh, when people change, especially Sam Smith, you know, like right after he kind of, I'm sorry, right after they came out, ended like, you know, the media attention went away from them. Like, I feel like that happens a lot of times with queer artists is anyway like when they come out except for like frank ocean and tyler the creator obviously but if they don't fit yeah. in that typical mold then like they get pushed out like um but yeah when i first heard sam smith like sing for the first time i thought he was black i thought he was black like i was like oh this is, yeah. this is obviously a black person like why wouldn't it be and to see like you know i got to create my own fantasy in my head and i saw him like oh this is a British person. Like, this is a British person. <laughs> Yo, not even American, a whole British. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like, you know, but that's what I like. That was the, um, that's the whole point I was trying to get to. Like, I just like to create, like, before even getting to see, like, you get, you create your own assumptions of people, obviously, based on, you know, biases and stereotypes and stuff. So I like to see when my, um, my own images are challenged or changed by how, what I think. So, for certain and i I think there's a level of discovery that's like Mm -hmm. i don't always want to like throw on title and fucking like find or whatever it is spotify apple music Mm -hmm. and then like find a playlist and like oh have i heard this before uh like you know i miss some of the banter you know like all that Mm -hmm. shit like that you know I, i think that the problem with radio is that it's become so homogenized like yeah um if you like iHeartRadio basically owns every radio station in the country type shit. And wow. so like and they all yeah, like, playing the same sounds. It's like a rotation of eight songs mm-hmm. and then you just interchange one of the eight songs, one of the songs out every two weeks. You know, a couple hours. Yeah. yeah, you'll say, Yeah, right, two weeks really. <laughs> like not even. Um, so I think 
I, I would love for radio to have a resurgence, maybe like. And kind of just be like a free market in that sense, like to not have like the new, like, you know, not to have like the industry put money into it to play this, this and this song. Like it should just be, you know, people wanting to play these songs coming in being like, hey, I played this song because I loved it this week. And da, 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 da. I think that's what we're missing from radio, like the actual connection, like like people aren't playing the songs because they actually like them. They're playing them because of payola or, or because this is what's hot in the industry right now. Fox. Hey, look, you might have just came up with a hey look, I'm about to start this venture with you. I'm about to about to do some live stream Twitch DJ commentary. Yeah, that would be no facts. That I think that's a real whoever does something like that, I think is I I feel like that's like a really dope. I I think the thing that we don't realize as humans, because we have such a limited time in this world and shit like that, is like how much shit just repeats itself in different Mm -hmm. formats. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, you have to kind of, like, bring that shit back in a, a different way versus, like, kind of just letting shit play out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel like that's kind of, I feel like we we get into a point where everything feels, there's still creativity, but it feels like mm-hmm. it's getting tighter and tighter. Like, you're like, yeah, gosh, like, I can't even, hey, move type shit. Yeah, I feel like what's acceptable in the RC nowadays is like, well, what's going to get the most likes or what's going to get the most shock value or what's going to get the most attention so people are going to share this. It's like, what happened to just make your art for our sake? I think, I'm not going to lie. So I think that that has always somewhat been a lie. But mm-hmm. what I think hasn't been a lie is how we understand and experience art. And I'm not saying that everybody shouldn't have an opportunity to make their art, mm-hmm. but when there was more of a streamlined system and the cracks weren't showing, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like th- the, those who could shine very bright, sh- shone very bright. Now mm-hmm. we, the beauty is also the curse of all this access is mm-hmm. that there's for every two, two of us who are doing this, there's like a million other of these going on right now. Right, and that doesn't exactly. diminish what we're, you know, I'm here to have a good conversation to talk about good things and, you know, right. you know, do whatever I do with the video, but like still, you know what I'm saying? Everybody is so saturated, you know what I'm saying? And so, mm-hmm. so many people are trying to do what everybody else is doing. And when it's I not think really it's the same thing that. with you. It's not because it's the same with movies, yeah. like you know what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. every, they're not. I was listening to something about um about TV shows, screenwriting, all that shit, and it was like mm-hmm. basically, if you don't have an IP, if you don't have a, a hundred thousand whatever pre-selected mm-hmm. people, you're not getting shit greenlit because they're not going to mm-hmm. take that chance on some shit that might fail. And mm-hmm. I I think that's a sad part of. uh you know, just what's going on right now, you know? I mean, yeah, like you said, I mean, obviously because they want what's ever going to get the money. So if it's, if the, if it's a risk that it's not going to make them the money, like, of course they're not going to take this risk. It's actually interesting that you brought that up though. Um, cause I had to watch this film for a class. Um, the movie, the name of the movie escapes me, but it was a movie about like the lack of diversity and like the film the film industry, but it was primarily about like the lack of gender diversity in the film industry. And they basically Which talked about fair. how, like, it basically was talking about how this has all been a man's game for a long, long time. And like in the same breath where like there have been women that came in and changed the game and they were like, well, this is the moment that was supposed to change everything. The industry is still set up in a way that's like, 
eh, we gonna still do what we gotta do because th- these are the people that's making us money, not y'all. Like, they see right. that, yeah, women, they see that, like, yeah, they see that women let Rose are making the most money when they do come out, but nine times out of ten, it's like one out of ten still. So, like, okay, yeah, that one movie with that one female lead and director did make $100 million, but that don't speak to the other nine movies that just came out this year. But it it, it basically, right. they met with the statistics and they keep pushing. They keep going with they, with they, they do what they need to do. It's the same thing with the music industry. So, like, like we said, these higher artists that are top or they're higher ranked on these, these, these record labels, of course, they're going to be the ones that we hear from the most because the record label are pushing for them to make the money so they can basically play around with the little artists because if they don't make them no money, then it's okay because they still got the bigger artists at the end of the day. Facts. And then, you know, it, it, nah, everything you're saying is just real shit. Like, I feel it's just, it's hard, I think, you know, to break through because of the way i'm sorry i started looking at notes and got distracted oh, no, you're um, but <laughs> but yeah no i definitely it's unfortunate that there isn't more chances being taken because you know you know how it is when you just find a new artist and you like oh, mm-hmm. shit, this is like cold like i'm a, this is one of my new little favorite people but i also think what the streamlining and what make what make everything the same and you know like making it a singles based industry and things like that is now you Mm-hmm. I enjoy when I get caught up in an album, but like mm. people don't make albums the same way no more. You know, like people don't do concepts. The same. I mean, p- people do concepts. A lot of people are doing the concepts, but the ones who are really putting that effort and really making beautiful mm-hmm. music aren't being exposed. They aren't being talked about. They aren't being showcased. Mm-hmm. Um, I and so it makes it hard for me. You know, as a, and I'm sure you notice, like you get music fatigue. You'd be like, I don't feel like looking for all these niggas. Like I just want it to be. Right. I want it to be right here. There. Like why? But, why can't? Like you said, like why can't I just hop on a radio station or, or go to a playlist and have my friends be like, "Dang, I like this these three songs this week, and here's the songs I'm gonna play." So just listen to that. But also have a break where it's like I'm having a conversation or some commentary in the mix of it. Um, yeah, nice. I think like. I think like us, we're in a sense where we're like content overload. Like we're we're in this overstimulated world now, where we're we're constantly being hit with content. Like we have no choice but to look at it, and even if we're not looking at it, we have no choice but to ingest it. Because if we're not looking at it, our friends are still talking about it, our parents are still talking about it, our cousins are still talking about it. So, um, like you said, like it, I, I, I don't know, I. I don't know where I was going with that point, but um, <laughs> I just think like with I just think that with also with take, mm, taking that into mind with like the R&B industry, like, yeah, nowadays, like like I been going back to that idea of like it's kind of in a rut. Like, I don't want to constantly be hearing the same thing. Like, yeah, I cheated on you, but now I'm back this week and it's the same. It's the same story it's, over and over again. It's it's no real concept. There's no real art. Like, I think the last project that I really liked, and this is actually like another underrated artist of mine, a project that I really liked that was like an EP was like Destin Conrad's. Like, people might not like the interlude idea or aspect of an album, but the conversations that go in between the songs have something to do with the next song or the story that he's trying to paint even if there's no visual aspect to it. So I really, really appreciate that. And that, that EP was great in my opinion. No, I think that's, um, that's very real too. Cause I feel like, um, 
I don't know. I feel like you music albums are like little worlds, you know what I'm saying? Like audio worlds. And I'm just in your world for mm-hmm. an hour, you know, or thir- 45, whatever the, the time frame is, you know? And so mm-hmm. it's, it's, I can understand, like, I have a hard time just wanting to drop singles. Like I always be wanting to drop projects, even though I know like mm-hmm. nine people sometimes go hear it, but I'm kind of like to the point yeah. where even though I'm working on, you know, on that single strategy, it's like, I just want to have people experience this story mm-hmm. and I want to tell mm-hmm. a story. And I think the only, th- I think the sad part about this shit, cause you know, like, as we're saying content overload, both of us mm-hmm. are trying to figure out content and making it because that's a part of whatever our dreams are, you know, like it's still like, damn, like I don't want to just be making shit to make shit. Right. And for, yeah, for I think that sake. facts. And I think that's just a big part of the part of what we hear now is like, okay, like, yo, I mean, R and B is not this way. It's more, it's really in, I think emblematic is the word, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Um, in hip hop more so because it is such a much more fast paced kind of like mm-hmm. get these bars off kind of environment with, with hip hop. I feel like R and B, you can take time with it, but still it's the same stories. Like you said, mm-hmm. it's the same slow percussive beats. It's the same breathy sounds are the same. I'm not shit songs. And, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes I'll be like, making music like man bro you can be happy bro because you're right. really not this what sad bro to, like what happened to that like <laughs> there was there's like i don't know maybe that's like another thing in my i don't know even in my own playlist like i'm like dang where the happy music at like, <laughs> like it goes between like crying or like i don't know i'd be going between like mac airs and t grizzly like those are two different people like i just feel that's like i don't know wow. what <laughs> Like, why can't we just enjoy the day that's outside in the sunshine? Facts. Like that. Can we? Facts. No, I, I feel like, because one thing about early R&B, early whatever R&B is that it had a bounce. Like, you was mm-hmm. like, I'm going, I'm about to go do some shit today. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, okay, let me, <laughs> let me go wake up and drink this coffee. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. this shit be like, let me stay up till 4 a.m. and be sad. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we need mm. that that balance you know we don't and also like i get that sex is a part of everyday life i get that cheating mm-hmm. and shit is a part of people's stories and shit like that it i'm happens, not saying that yeah. you can't tell interesting facts you know but for me it's like i'm gonna be honest with you the way that like i'm a weirdo in like all things relationships like i, I can't <laughs> figure it out um like but yeah. for me i i feel like the most important most exciting part of that shit is is the buildup, and that's what I love about R and B is when you feel that tension, mm-hmm. when you feel that like, I agree. oh shit, what is this like? And I feel like that's what R and B's missing. There's no tension. It's just like you said earlier, yo, pull up if you want. I don't care. I'll hit mm-hmm. somebody else up. Like damn, like and you know what? And, and that honestly is like a reflection of like the stuff that we're talking about, like just in general, like outside. Remove the remove what they're talking about in R and B. That's what we're talking about online, like. When, when you see dialogue and discourse online, it's not like, oh, I just had, like, a good date with my person or, oh, I just had, like, I just had a good experience with this this person, even if they're not, like, a, a romantic relationship. I think that's one thing, like, 
we have a binary we'll probably see love nowadays it's like either relationship or nothing at all and it's like if it's nothing at all it's sexual and it's just like but you can have like romance and then not necessarily be sexual you can have romance that's not necessarily love like i think that that was probably another aspect Mm. of r&b like it was all aspects of love it wasn't like just romantic or intimate like sex it was just love like there were songs about like um Another song that pops to mind is like Faith Evans and Puffy's like I'll be there for you when after big like after Biggie died like you know that was a song about friendship like that wasn't a song about like gang banging and stuff like that but like you don't even really like people don't even really have friends nowadays like when you see stuff on, on social media <laughs> like yeah I don't even like these bitches no more this this and this and it's like okay well I don't know it translates into the music that we listen to it translates into what people think is like important to talk about when you know and then also in the back and now like we're saying we're the ones having these conversations and people are also probably thinking these things but not vocalizing them well it's like where is the positive r&b where is the positive representation in these in these typically negative like negatively depicted music and like music genres for sure yeah and you know i think that like you said also along with this being the zeitgeist goes back to that, that merging of hip hop and R and B where like, and I I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. I think melodic hip hop is really dope. What Mm -hmm. people are doing with merging that part of it. But I think it's the cost was arm, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like, um, cause I mean, even as like, I mean, I have like men on the list for the R and B that I, you know, obviously the Frank Ocean, Mm -hmm. you know, the, you know, the, I'm trying to, I said like I had a list and I forgot, <laughs> but um, but you know what I'm saying like, um, Chris Brown is somebody who has been a staple of R and B, but mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. I mean, all of his other issues aside, like from a musical standpoint, I appreciated Chris Brown probably also because of the other issues, but when he was younger, um, mm-hmm. and his his sound because I feel like the sound that he has now is kind of my problem with the industry like it right it's not really it's r&b like you know what i'm saying like but it's like and I'm robotic not to, like, like it's cranking out of a machine his music like it's facts. literally the same thing over and over again i haven't heard a chris brown song that doesn't sound different to me in like or sound the same to me in like five years like it yeah, probably since all blends like, together bleeds together i will say liquor was probably my favorite song from chris brown when i was like in high schoolish. But like, like that was pro- but that was like how it was produced. It wasn't necessarily how it was being sung. Like that pouring of liquor in the background, like that was that was tight. But you can't really give that credit to Chris Brown. You got to give that to his producer, whoever like helped him. Yeah. Right. And I will but say I think that's- production. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go- no, I was gonna. I was just gonna say that production is is a part of this conversation, though. Mm-hmm. It's it's a part of what the producers yeah. are working. The producers have been working. I need. I would. I want to take this second right here to give the producers their props because even though the artists, or because a lot of the time the artists aren't even being able to write their own songs, they're getting songwriters delivered, you know, stuff like that. But the producers yeah, sure. are being able to make nothing into like masterpieces basically like just from like being able to put like you know just being able to stitch beats together and hearing how the sound will flow with the beat that's already produced like these producers been working i think d mile 
is someone that I see frequently that's been working on like R&B hits. Um, he's worked on, uh, he worked on like Joyce Rice. I think Lucky Day. He's helped like, uh, Ari Lennox on something. Like he's actually like a really, really like active producer right now. Um, but obviously that's not who you hear. You hear the artist, not the producer, but I definitely want to give him his props right now. For sure. No, definitely. I think, yeah. Engineers, producers, everybody like that. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's a, it's a, it's a process and, and that's what's fucked up about the music industry too, to be honest with you, is that, you know, I saw, you know, Kanye has been, uh, a, I don't even really want to talk about Kanye too mm. much, but I'll say this. I saw some stuff about, you know, the way he treats his engineers for Donda and things like that. And like, mm-hmm. um, I will say this as I'm a calm dude. Like I have a calm vibe, but mm-hmm. like I get really spazzed out and like tight about shit. Like when I'm thinking about my mm-hmm. fucking plans and executing shit. So as we all do, but I'm just saying like, I understand that it's sometimes you got to like snap yourself out of that kind of like, mm-hmm. okay, so y'all fucking with me right now. Like, you know, like, yo, relax. Right. Like this ain't training day, my nigga. Like just, <laughs> just sit the fuck out. Like, um, but I, I feel like for me, like, that shit is part of the job for so many engineers. Like one of my boys, I don't think he's like, Hey, he loves his job as an engineer. He, he got a new position um, in New York right now that he's doing, but that's dope. I think that, yeah, yeah. Shout out to CJ Shallow. That's my main mm-hmm. engineer at 82, wow. you know, all that good stuff. Um, But he, um, we talk about this and joke about it all the time mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, Artists come in there like, yeah, bro. Hey, make a little, you know, a, a choo-choo sound, bro. Just make a choo-choo sound right here at like minute four. Like, what the fuck does that mean, bro? Yeah, what is a choo-choo literally. sound? Like, like they be put making magic happen like on the regular. Mm-hmm. And so there's so many parts of the music that the casual and I, I don't. It's, that's why the casual fans, like you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like as much as I love these artists, being somebody who's developing artists right now and like working with different creatives and shit like that and like i'm still trying to develop myself like Mm -hmm. um it's like yo there's a lot that goes into this shit from even getting people confident enough to sing well on the mic like Mm -hmm. and you know yeah people make jokes about scissors pronunciation but i'm telling (laughs) you some of these niggas like like right. I'm like, put the mic to your fucking face, bro. Like, like don't I can't hear you from this far so away, bro. Scared like, of the mic, on. like dang. <laughs> They're like, I don't like how it sounds. It, I ain't mix it, bro. Like, of course, d- sing it first, and then like right. then we'll put the auto tune on and shit. Like, we'll <laughs> we'll jazz it up. But you gotta, and you know, I I was there too. Like, that's why I be annoyed. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. I, nigga, I've been here. I know this already. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but there's so much about it that like, I feel like people lose sight on. All right. So, um, mm-hmm. I feel like we have had, even though we didn't really get too deep into the arm, are there any R and B guys that, that I, we shout out? I feel like we kind of slept on them a little bit, but it's um, cool. I don't, they'll be all right. Bro. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like I, I honestly do try to listen to less male artists too, just because I feel like that's what's mm. playing so much nowadays. Like, so I do necessarily do try to like give more attention to my ladies, but I will say, um, I got For two that. other, Oh, three other male guys, Rini. Um, I heard his meet me in Amsterdam song just randomly on YouTube. It's cool. And he got a song with Wale. It's cool. It's cool. 
Um, he's coming, and I okay. think Masego. Even though I don't know if I would really define him oh, as yeah. R and B, I love what Masego is doing. Like he is someone also that's creating projects, like not just like you and know beautiful, he, beautiful music. Yeah. So what would you classify Masego as? Hmm, I don't know. Like, I think, I mean, he does have a lot of like, I don't know, because I will say R&B and Soul, to me, they have been like conjoined. Recently, they've been Mm. taking like a little bit of a space away from each other. So I feel like he's more of a soul artist, not really um, R&B. But yeah, I don't know. Okay, what's your dis- see? You you're giving me more follow ups. What's okay, your distinction okay. between R and B and soul? I feel like R and B and soul. Well, R and B and soul were two of the same things, honestly, because like you know these are defined as black genres. But to me, I feel like soul mm-hmm. is. I feel like soul is what separates R and B from just being like about sex and intimacy. Like soul music could just yeah. be about your like famous. That's the problem. He he thought he was full old yeah. white famous. I was like, nah, nah, buddy. Nah, buddy, you got you got some ways to go. Mm-hmm. And, but f- from an artist caliber perspective, like very great artist. From a like not being mm-hmm. a dickhead perspective, I can't I can't really give him right. that love. Can't, um, really, re- can't really give him the, the valid card for that. This ain't cosigned. It's just <laughs> hey, you know. Um, <laughs> um, okay, edited. I'm trying to. Like, there's some people I just don't want to say. Like, I don't want to say Khalid because I feel like he had one good song. But that's... How do you I'm feel about Ty Dolla Sign? Like, I, I like... Who? Well, go ahead with you saying. But I said Ty Dolla Sign. Oh, oh, I'm going to get back to that. Okay. I like yeah, what yeah. Khalid was doing. I actually got free concert tickets to see him when it was like... A, like, Apple was doing this, like, concert series my sophomore year of college. And they had, like, a concert in, like, every city. It was like, Khalid was one... Bad Bunny was one. Uh, it was, like, two other artists I can't remember off the top of my head. And, like, I got tickets, and, like, I got to go. He's a good live performer. I will give him that. I will give Khalid that. Like, he has great energy. He has great stage presence. Uh, the Scenic Drive album, I just didn't really, like, I didn't really latch on to. Like, it just, I heard three songs. I was like, well, let me get on with the rest of my day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was cool. That was a nice little thing, but um, I'm, I'm gonna fuck with you. <laughs> yeah, but Ty Dolla Sign. Um, okay. Ty Dolla Sign is the feature artist king. Ty Dolla Sign is the feature artist king, and that's what I'm gonna say on that. Yeah, definitely, definitely a feature guy. Definitely a feature guy. Um, yeah, James no, Blake. Do you fuck Ty with James Dolla Blake? Song song. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. All right, I'm trying to. Th- I'm like, I don't know. I just be like, damn, like there's names, but all right, cool. Well, let's let's <laughs> wrap it up with you. Give us some some good record recommendations, but I have a I had a game, but but I don't know oh, if I if I find the questions. Okay, okay. Um, I was just gonna I was gonna give you like five ten seconds to like I didn't have a way to like make it interesting, like, but it mm. was just like like a song shit, like. I just can't remember where I put that shit, but it was like oh, corny ass questions, but like fun questions, but still corny. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see um, if I can find it, but I was going to say, 
If I okay, I'm gonna I'm cut all this little <laughs> of me trying to find it, okay, but no, yeah, that's good, that's good. <laughs> um, but let me see because I'm I feel like I wrote it in my notebook and I didn't bring my notebook downstairs, so it's all okay, good. but it was just like questions like, like wedding song and like uh, like wake up morning song, oh, like you know what I'm saying, okay. just yeah, like uh, so I could think of some questions real fast but i want to do the record recommend like give me like two two need to hear it don't gotta be new don't gotta be mm, just whatever you know years. oh my gosh i wrote, I wrote them i wish i wrote them down. okay 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 like i got some i got some um so okay. for huh for my guys i'm gonna say this is a new artist kind of coming out he signed one um love renaissance He's like that's the same label as um Summer Walker, Eli Derby. Oh yeah. Um, he got a song I listened to, Gaslight. Great, and he has another single that's out too. I haven't gotten a chance to listen to, but Gaslight is like I don't know. It kind of reminds me of like that old kind of like Chris Brown, like that bounce, you know? Like I don't know that song. It kind of got a bounce to, it and it's all cute and stuff. So I'd be like, oh Gaslight, I don't know. I like it. <laughs> and he's a younger artist okay. too. I think he's like nineteen years old. Um, and I think he's coming from Georgia, so um, definitely I would definitely right. give him a look. But for my ladies, hmm, I gotta think on this one. Hmm. <laughs> Wait, let me look up a song real quick on my Apple Music. <laughs> for my ladies, right? I'm, like, I'm gonna say my playlist. <laughs> um, let me see. Let me see. Sorry, it took. I should have thought about this. Oh, I I don't have a oh actually, I don't have a song off the top of my head. But Alex Molly, I think that's her last name. She had this project. It was an EP. She has like really green hair, so when you look her up, you're gonna see. But that whole project, it was on repeat for like three weeks for me. Um, great. I definitely give her some attention. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 We gonna we gonna put these in the next playlist. I'm trying to think because I'm looking at my playlist too. Right. I'm like. I'm trying to see what 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 stuck out to me. Oh yeah. Oh, um, one other person I will say is Tiana Major Nine. She does. She she got. She's had a little attention from like being in soundtracks and stuff. But she's a. She has yeah. this album called At Sixes and Sevens, and it's basically filled with like mantras and affirmations. But also her music, like her songs, are itself is just like storytelling. She's a great song uh, singer and songwriter actually. So definitely. Give her, okay. add, give her okay. an ad to the playlist. Give her an ad to the... All right, got you. Got you. <laughs> Put a little graphic with the little title <laughs> recommendations. Yeah. Um, let's see. Okay, so I'm going to throw it back. Um, Because oh, okay. you, brought, you brought up Music Soul Child, and that was mm. one of my favorite guys. Um, So I'm going to hit... If the Mary J. Blige Music Soul Child, If You Leave, it was a smash in, like, 2008. Um... So that's my that's my throwback, and then I'm gonna do one that's kind of breaking up. I just a haven't been bit. listening to like a lot. Of... <laughs> All right, so we back. Are we, I think this is the last time we'll have some technical difficulties. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. Um. All right, so we got a little speed round. So I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you 45 seconds because I added okay. an extra question. Okay. Um, okay. Um. So, and the prize is is. The fun of of comp, you know, what I'm saying just, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, but it's not even like a, 
next time I'm have trivia, but I'm, oh. I, I can't. I, I didn't have no good questions for that. So this is oh, all good. personal <laughs> choices. Okay. <laughs> oh, all right. Um. All right, and excuse me if they're like corny ass questions. I just was like trying to <laughs> get this shit. All right, timer, forty five seconds. Let's hit it. Oh, you know what I'm gonna do too? I'm gonna I'm gonna put a, a little graphic too. I'm gonna say I'm saying all this shit I'm gonna do, and it's just gonna be. <laughs> all right, all right. So let me get myself extra. Okay, all right. Here we go. All right, first question: Wedding song. What's a wedding song? Um. Oh shoot. Um. Brown. Wait. Why? Why did I freeze? Um. <laughs> oh, oh god. Look, <laughs> like I gotta turn the clock off. <laughs> All right. Uh, wedding song. All right. Um. Can we talk by Tevin Campbell? Mm, okay. Get you through a bad day. Song. Um. Moon by Amira. Okay. Okay. First date, you and the whip playlist. What's the first song got to be on the playlist? I used to always play this song by Mac Ayers and uh, Zach Burrow called Needs. Needs. Okay. Needs. Um, yeah. I just got a position, got an A celebration song. Um, get the uh, oh, shoot. It's a it's a. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, where the bag at? Oh, city where girls. the bag at? All right, I, we, we kind of out of time, but it's all good. Um, let's do. See, look, you heard the the alarm. Um, uh, it's all good. We'll, we'll, I'll figure out the format next time. Uh, okay, right. underrated classic. Ooh, underrated classic. Um, hmm. Uh, Charlie, last name Wilson by Charlie Wilson. <laughs> okay. All right. I see. Y'all. All right, and then the last one. Um, about to turn up, hit the club with the with the friends R and B edition. What's um oh about to turn up with R and B edition? Um, mm-hmm. getting ready. Ooh, that's you know. a good question. Uh, hmm. Right now, it's really any Lucky Day song off of his Payment album. Like all of them are kind of like funky and up upbeat. So like any of those songs probably. Okay, cool, cool. All right. Well, I think that's a that's about it. You know, I think we didn't talked about a lot of dope things today. I really <laughs> appreciate you and yeah, yeah. I I was like, should I play? But I was like, no, 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 no. I don't even have <laughs> I don't even have the answers. Um <laughs> but no, but I'm happy that you were able to join me today. Um I look forward to hopefully doing more of these. Yeah, like thank you again. A, yeah. Um and yeah, uh for sure and you know i don't have a sign off thing so i guess that's just <laughs> take it easy you know what i'm saying yeah. y'all be well and uh, until good. the next time <laughs> all right i'm gonna say thanks thank you for having me again oh of course thank you for being like i said being willing to come on because like random ass yo you want <laughs> to do like a two-hour podcast um <laughs> facts facts but cool cool all right this is tony drifting we out stay blessed